Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. Pastor Keith Radke here in studio with... Pastor Steve Pearson from Redemption Hill Church. Yes, we're both here from Redemption Hill Church. Glad to be in the newly redesigned Key Radio Studios with you. If you live within driving distance of Key Radio in Provo, visit keyradio.org, get in touch with them, and ask them if you can come take a look at this awesome radio station. This is such a privilege for us to be able to be a part of ministry with them, and uh, we're so grateful to them to let us use their studios uh, to record Shouts of Grace Radio. Pastor Steve, you and I last time, we ended kind of quickly on our last uh, episode, just kind of running out of time, talking about the priority of marriage. And uh, we've had uh, now it would be a three-part series on matters of priority, This is our fourth episode. We're going to continue the conversation about marriage, how to build, how to cultivate a healthy marriage. You know, the first union, the first organization, I hate to use the word institution, but everybody does. The first institution, you know, marriage is not an institution, but the first organization that God brought together that that he made, he designed was marriage. Like he, he made all these animals, made all the creation and this stuff. And then he makes a man and he says about the man, the first time he said something is not good, he said it is not good that man be alone. And I can say as a husband, a hearty amen to that. Amen. You know, I am very much an adventurer. I love to just kind of blaze a path and do things and take risks. But one of the things I, I learned really early on before my wife and I got married is I, I don't like loneliness. I really like going on journeys and adventures with people. I love friendships. I love making that investment. And I begin to understand the value of having someone like my wife who we can grow in life together, we can get to know each other, but someone who will validate who you are as a person. And, you know, a lot of times we settle uh, for this, that, or the other thing. You know, uh, we settle for physical things. We settle for, you know, emotional things. We settle for spiritual things. You know, in a Christian context, a lot of people say, well, I just got to have a Christian spouse, you know. Well, is that enough, you know? And, and, and what, if, what if all of those things matter? What if it, it, there's, there's, a, there's a physical, there's an emotional, there's a spiritual aspect to marriage that if, if we would ask God to show us from his word how to bring all of those three together, we're going to have a, a great marriage, you know, with a lot of growth, a lot of honesty, you know, yes, there will be conflict. We talked about that. And if you didn't catch our last episode, you can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com and listen to the previous episode where we talk about some basics for resolving conflict. Um, but Pastor Steve, I wanted to talk about these three things that you kind of rounded out our last show with. You talked about the fact that there's physical, there's emotional, and there's spiritual needs for for both people in a marriage. And just, you know, how how to make those things a priority, How to how to give... Um, some attention to those things to see that they actually all work together. Mm. Like, you know, a lot of times we segment those things and and we separate those things, but there is something very um, important. I think for us to, to accept is this, this is, this is togetherness. It, it, it's two people growing together in every area of life. And, and there's probably more to it than just the physical, the emotional and the spiritual dynamics of our life. But just for the sake of time, the sake of this conversation, we're going to keep it to those three. Um, I want to read something here from 
uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, talking about the role of the husband. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the water, by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does a church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, in this passage right here, it is way too easy to over-spiritualize what's being said here. Mm. Well, I need to pray with my wife. And I need to read. I need to get her up at six in the morning. We need to read the Bible together. You know, and we got to we got to teach children's church together. There, there's there there is a tendency to kind of take it to that level of devotion to God. And I do believe that that the family that prays together stays together. The couple that prays together stays together. But Paul uses some language here. He says flesh. He says bodies. He says nourish. Like I look at all those things, I realize, yeah, this is very practical. This is mm-hmm. about taking care of one another physically, mm-hmm. like not just the spiritual side of things, but yes, the physical side of things. First Corinthians 7, where Paul is dealing with the, the, the need to get married. Hey, you know what? It is better if two people can be single so they can focus on serving God completely. But you know what? God made people for marriage. So if you got to get married, get married, because there's a physical aspect to that. Yes, we're talking about our sexuality. Yes, we're talking about all that goes with that relationship, but it's more than that. It's that physical nurturing of one another. It's it's a wife who says, my husband needs to eat healthier food. Mm. Um, I'm going to make a great steak, but we're going to do broccoli and a salad. You know, you know. I mean, that's that's practical, but that's ways to love your wife, like or love your husband. You know, husbands, y- your wife may want to go to the gym. She she may want to have some freedom in the budget to buy some some clothing or some food or something that. That, that makes her feel better, that makes her feel prettier, those kind of things. Are, are you attentive to that? Are you being understanding of that? Are you meeting those needs? Th- this physical aspect of marriage, I think too often we forget how important it is that uh, to, to minister to that. We, we forget that our wife needs a hug, mm-hmm. a long hug. You know, our, 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 our husband needs a kiss. You know, there's, there's things that, that say, I, I belong to you and, and you belong to me and, and I care about your physical needs, not just your spiritual needs, not just emotional well-beings, but God did design men and women to come together in unity physically and to watch out to be caretakers of one another's physical well-being. Why not? I mean, I want I want to live a long time with my wife, and my wife wants to live a long time with me. How can we take care of each other better physically? Pastor Steve, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, in First Corinthians, you'd made mention in First Corinthians seven thirty two, it says that an unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs and how he can please the Lord. You can, you can it's a free for all. You can do whatever right. you want, go wherever you want. And then the next verse, in verse thirty three, it says, "But a married man is concerned about the affairs of the world and how he can please his wife." That that there is exactly what we're talking about. When you get married, you are not your own person anymore. Right? right? You 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 are one flesh. 
um, <clears throat> expressed in two different personalities is yeah. the best way to put it. <laughs> so you don't just get to go and play softball whenever you want or play baseball whenever you want or go hang out with the boys whenever you want or go take off for a weekend fishing trip whenever you want. As, as far as a man, as a woman, you don't get to just go have coffee with the women whenever you want and go do you know uh, the shopping thing whenever you want or all those stuff because now you care about the things of the world and how right. a man can please his wife. And so you, you're right, Keith. There, there is a, and it's not a bad thing. He's no. just Paul is pointing out here. He's saying here is a reality of marriage, and if you neglect this reality, you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time, right? right? A wife wants to know that her material needs are taken care of, yes. right? And so, um, you know, that means for the husband, you know, working. You know, doing what you can to provide. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a, a job that makes X amount of dollars. It just means that you are putting forth the effort based on the opportunities that God has placed in front of you to provide a physical security for yes. the person. Yes. And, and they need that. A husband needs to know that his wife is going to nurturing care for their children he Mm. needs to know that she can fulfill a a, a something only a woman can do in the need that a child has that that that, that a husband can't do he needs to know that hey there's this physicality to my wife being around my kids and taking Mm -hmm. care of things you Mm -hmm. know those are not carnal things right and 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 i'll give you a real practical example you know my my wife likes to do certain things. She likes to go hiking. If if I don't like to go hiking, too bad, too sad for me. I'm not my own. That's something that's a fulfillment for my wife physically. So so there's all kinds of physical aspects that I got to be willing to engage in that that we don't want to sit back and 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 I've heard people say this a lot of times, like, well, you know, we just got this deep relationship with the Lord, and, and we'll talk about that in a second on the spiritual. You know, we just. Everything we do is just spiritual, you know, and, and I just I kind of sit back and I think, man, you are in for a huge awakening, brother. I mean, right. if all you do, you know, God is the, the, those things are great. Don't get me wrong. Church is great. And those kind of ministry things are great. But God has given you your wife and your husband mm-hmm. to enjoy to, right. to go out to well, we don't go see movies. OK, well, to go hiking. Well, we, we would rather be feeding the poor. OK, great. All those things are good. But, man, you got a physical part that you can fulfill with her. And if you're not, it, it won't go well. That's right. And I'm glad that you brought up that in First Corinthians 7. He's not saying it's a bad thing for a husband or a wife to think about the things of the world and how they may please their spouse. It is so important for us to take out the guilt from ministering to our spouse. Hmm. And and I have I've just experienced this just having grown up in the church, having been in ministry for a long time. Sometimes we intentionally or unintentionally we throw some sort of a guilt trip. Well, I got to be at church. Well, I've got to mm-hmm. serve. I got to feed the poor. I got to You know what? I'm just going to tell you what Jesus said. You're always going to have the poor. Amen. I mean and and people are like, "What what do you mean by that?" Jesus said, "You're concerned about the wrong things. Like the opportunity to serve the poor is always there." And, and and if that's a passion God puts in your heart, go for it. But there are some things that need to be put first. It's a matter of priority. And Jesus is saying it's not unimportant. It's just what's in front of you is more important. Don't sit here and use the poor as an excuse. Don't use ministry. Don't use church. Don't use Bible reading as an excuse not to invest in the practical things of your marriage. Let me ask you a question, Keith. What's more holy, to go with your wife to a, a weekend um, you know, get away at church where we're going to have a marriage retreat or to take your wife to a lake and relax on the shores of a lake. Which one is God more pl- blessed and pleased with? Well, personally, I'm just going to say I'm more blessed with 
not going to the marriage retreat and going to the lake with just my wife. And the reason why is... It's just as holy, right? I think it is. Absolutely, yes. And I don't want to demean marriage retreats. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I've been a part of a few and and been to quite a few. uh, But I I do think sometimes a husband especially will say, well, we went to the church marriage retreat. Right. You know, that that, that was enough, right? Well, what if she just wants time with you? Yes. You know, sometimes that's all it is. Like, you know, both of you, both of you have busy lives on your own level. There are some things we do on our own, you know, work, raising kids, errands, all the kind of stuff. Yes. It just goes with life. But sometimes the, the most meaningful investment we make in our marriage is say, we're going to put life on hold and we're going to spend time together. And is that not what God was trying to yes. communicate to Abraham in Genesis 15, 1, when he showed him, look up at the stars of the sky, I'm going to make you this great people. And he said, I am your exceeding great reward. Yes. The relationship you have with me, Abraham, and my position on it is, listen, there's certain fruit that will come out of you going to a marriage retreat that is mm. righteousness and holiness. And there is certain fruit that will come out of you taking time to go with your wife where there's no church thing per se, that will be righteousness and holiness. There'll be a connection, a relationship yes. building, a union, something where you're caring and nurturing her her needs that that you may not be able to do at at the marriage retreat, and I think right. what we've done, Keith, is we've we've created this platform where we say, okay, this is holiness, and so we, you know, we as Christians, we rush to the things that are that are considered godly in marriage, and we neglect the more practical things that we got to do every day in, in everyday life to minister to the woman or the you know or in, in you know if you're a woman, a man that God's put in your life. Right, right, and I think it's important for us to also recognize the value of investing physically in our marriage on every level, whether it's demonstrating affection, hugs, and those kind of things, or even, in, and just knowing that this is a family show, you know, even the marriage bed, as as the scripture says, let marriage be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the immoral and the adulterous. And I think it's important for us to also ask for help at, from, from one another, ask for help from the Lord, maybe just some knowledge and understanding in a holy context of how to have a better physical relationship with one another because the physical contributes to emotional well-being. We're going to talk more about emotional well-being here in just a minute. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So, Pastor Steve, we've been talking about investing in the priority of marriage. Uh, There's a physical aspect to it. There's an emotional aspect to it. There's a spiritual aspect to it, and they all work together. And it is easy for me, especially as a pastor, to say, well, I took my wife on a marriage retreat. You know, we went to the couple's dinner at church. You know, we, we, you know, I got her to read the Bible with me early in the morning when she's not a morning person. You know, therefore, I've, I've, I've done the right thing. You know, it's probably more spiritual if I read the Bible with my wife in the evening because I'm, I'm being understanding of her physical need to sleep and of her physical need mm-hmm. to feel like she's awake and prepared and ready for that. So we've talked a lot about the physical well-being. We believe that the physical contributes to the emotional well-being. What are some of the practical things that we can look for, as, especially as husbands, but just in our marriage, men and women alike? How, how do we look to strengthen our spouse emotionally? So in Genesis 2.24, it says that the two shall become one flesh, right? And and there's a great mystery in that for sure. Um, but here's the reality. When 
when we are one flesh, we the, the, the idea is that we are vulnerable to one another, mm-hmm. that we understand each other's you know, corks and twists within our personality and our character. There, there isn't this fear to express. And oh, I mean, I you've been a pastor for a while. You know this. There is such a lockdown emotionally inside of marriages because one is afraid to open up to the other because they're afraid. What will they think? How right. will they judge me? Will they crush me? And it's the antithesis of what God wants in marriage. God is saying, "Listen, be own, be vulnerable to the other." Mm-hmm. Right? You're, you're one flesh and. As you are, you know, like, let's say, for instance, a man is is struggling with certain things, you know, m- most men would never go and tell their wife, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with, you know, um, insecurity. I'm struggling because it's, it's not part of manhood. We just don't do that, right? I'm struggling with, hey, I'm struggling with fear. I'm struggling with lust or whatever it might be. We're not going to go and talk to our spouse because we feel, or and there might even be this barrier where it locks us out emotionally. And so we pull inward and as we pull inward, we begin to isolate ourselves, right? And it just feeds the monster, so to speak. And so in a healthy marriage, one of the things you will see is that if they're, if they're into each other, and, and they're physically, you know, compatible and, and, and they're doing the things that please each other in life, right? And, and they're going places and doing things that tends to unlock things emotionally yes. because why they're friends, right? They're, they're not, they're not strangers. They're not roommates, you know? And, and when you unlock that door, that is where the depths of a relationship really starts to get into to to some 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 issues of of the heart and issues of life and that's a scary place to go because now you're vulnerable to another person mm-hmm. and if there's ever been trust violations or anything like that it's it's a real hard thing to 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 do or a place to go it is it is i i heard one of our mutual mentors pastor robert marshall from risen life church he was talking about a book he wrote on forgiveness He's, he was teaching in this group that my wife and I were, were taking part in that that emotions are the nerve endings of the soul. Hmm. Like when, when you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you're scared, when you're alone, you know, when you're, when you're insecure, all these things, they're telling you something about your soul. They're telling you something about your inner person that, that very few people can really have permission to go there with you. And I think in a marriage, that that is what God meant when he said one flesh. It was comprehensive. It wasn't just the physical union, although we say amen to the, to the need for physical affection, but also that emotional connection where I feel secure. Like, like someone cares about my—they don't have to understand my feelings, but they care about my feelings. They care about what's going on inside of me, and they're looking for ways, like you said, to take responsibility to be a part of the solution. And, and, and that is something husbands, your wives have got some insecurities and they've got some fears. Wives, your husbands have got some insecurities and got some fears. What are we doing to build an environment of trust where the other says, hey, I can talk about this with you? And, and husbands, oh, oh, this is kind of a double-edged sword. You have the responsibility to fix it, but your wife is not always looking for the quick fix. They're not looking for right. the instant repair. You know, they're looking for you to be part of the, the journey part of the long time solution to dealing with things. You know, um, a lot of women who have, uh, have had children, they'll, they'll deal with, uh, you know, the, the depression or the frustration of feeling alone in raising children. Mm. Um, you know, kind of this moment, the sacred moment of birth and the physical trauma and the emotional, you know, stress that goes with it is all kind of, you know, the baby's born and then everybody kind of just moves on. And, and the wife is like, okay, I, I'm not done processing this. I'm not dealing with that. Husbands, how can you help your wife? 
You know, you may not be able to fix things instantly, but what are some of these emotional things? What are some of these physical things that you can be doing to help with that journey? That's right. And, you know, wives, if your husband's lost their job and they're looking for new work or better work and trying to get back in their footing, they're dealing with something that money can't fix. You know, they're dealing, uh, um, they're dealing a lot more with things like rejection Mm. and feeling disrespected and feeling like what they bring to the workforce isn't valuable anymore. And so as a wife, what are you doing to build your husband up and say, Hey, I believe in you. You know, it's not about the money. You know, I know that you care about our family. You're providing for us. So those are the kind of things that I think, um, you know, we can be more conscientious of and make that emotional investment. In the last few minutes that we have here, Pastor Steve, what are some practical spiritual things that couples can do together to mm. contribute to this kind of third aspect of, of the physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being of our marriage? Well, I think, I think Keith, a lot of people, you know, talk about foundation, a foundation of marriage, right? And what is, I mean, if, if having come from a building background, I can tell you when you, when you look at a foundation that a house is built on, you know, it, the, people typically just see the slab of concrete that people build on. But what they don't realize about a foundation is a foundation has footings and the footings go deep. And this is the part that we're talking about, mm-hmm. that the, the, the parts that got to go deep are these physical, um, emotional, and spiritual. And when it comes to the spiritual aspect, I think we need to understand something. First Peter 3, 7, we are heirs of the grace of God together. Yes. And our and our prayers are 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 possibly hindered when when there isn't that camaraderie there in our in, in 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 our marriage. And so practically I think the first thing is the person has to be a believer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean if if we haven't gotten married and we're going to marry, the person has to be a believer, but if they're a believer, then we understand we got a commonality. The commonality is the Holy Spirit and he's just sewing us together. So we got to find the parts that he sews us together and for, obviously we we should have some sort of devotional or or you know prayer time with our wife or both, you know. And and that doesn't mean that you necessarily sit down and you and you you know though some may choose to do it you read the bible together me and my wife we don't read a lot together because we just read differently but we absolutely are in fellowship with one another we're absolutely we're sharing scripture back and forth mm. with one another we're refining another in in that sense right and and we definitely obviously pray together and we fellowship together right and so we we break bread together and i think those things of acts 242 are are first realized in a marriage and that spiritual union that you have with your wife that's so good to say that I, I feel like in our marriage it's the same way where my wife does have her own personal devotional life, which is actually something we're going to talk about in our next episode on the matter of priorities. It's just that personal pursuit of God. But my wife has her own way. She has her own time. And I have my own way and my own time. And we celebrate the wins with each other. Amen. Man, God shared yeah. this with me. And she's like, oh, wow, God shared this with me. What's been awesome is there have been some key pivotal moments in our life where big changes have come. And, and God was saying the same thing to her as he was to me, mm. just in two different ways. And we see more, wow, if we had been reading the same stuff together at the same time and it was you know, at a time that you preferred or I preferred, I may not have gotten the impact of what God was saying yeah. in the same way. But the fact that she was in the Word of God and he was, and I was in the Word of God, and then we were both like, wow, God said the same thing. Like That's just celebrating the wins together. Yes. And, and, and I would encourage couples to do that. Find ways to celebrate what the other is learning mm. in your relationship with the Lord. And we're going to talk more about developing, this is for everybody, developing that personal relationship with God, the personal pursuit of God uh, in our next episode. Um, But just as we wrap up this time, 
Uh, Pastor Steve, would you pray for the marriages out there that God would just strengthen our marriages and help us grow in this area? Yeah, let's pray. Father, thank you for everyone who's listening to this, Lord, and thank you for those who have chosen that good thing of being married, Father. And I pray for their marriages, Lord, that they would learn to study one another, to really look at the other, God, and to find out the things about that person, Lord, that you have created that are good and that want to be, that need to be inspired. And Lord, I pray for those marriages that might be struggling, that you would help them see that, that, that Lord, you are in marriage. And God, if we will take our eyes off ourselves and put them on you, Lord, you will draw us together. And as we're drawn together, Lord, these areas of, of physical, emotional, and spiritual needs, uh, God will be clear to us. And so give us the strength, give us the ability, Lord, to fulfill what you've called us to do in marriage. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.